chapters nineteen through twenty four of the book of numbers from the holy bible in modern english translated by ferrar fenton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold chapter nineteen the ever-living also spoke to moses commanding the following is a constitutional law which jehovah commands saying command the children of israel to select for you a red heifer perfect and who has not a spot upon her which has never been under a yoke let them bring it to eleazar the priest and he shall take her outside the camp and slay her in their presence then eleazar the priest shall take some of her blood on his finger and sprinkle the front of the hall of assembly seven times with the blood and burn the heifer in their sight with its skin and flesh and its dung he shall burn it to dissolution then the priest shall take cedar and hyssop wood and scarlet wool and ashes from among the cinders of the heifer the priest shall then change his clothing and wash his body with water and afterwards return into the camp but the priest shall be unclean until the evening those who burnt her also shall change their clothes and wash their bodies in water and be unclean until the evening afterwards a clean man shall remove the ashes of the heifer and place them outside the camp in a clean place and they shall be as a witness to the children of israel to keep themselves from the impurity of sin then the remover of the ashes of the heifer shall strip off his clothes and be unclean until the evening this also shall be a perpetual institution to the children of israel and to the foreigners who reside among them that whoever touches the corpse of a man shall be unclean for seven days if he offers a sin offering on the third day then he shall be clean on the seventh day but if he does not offer a sin offering on the third day he shall not be clean on the seventh whoever touches a corpse the body of a man who died and does not make a sin offering at the sanctuary of the ever-living is defiled and that person shall be excommunicated from israel because he has not washed the filth from off himself with water he shall be unclean while the impurity is on him these are the laws about persons who have died in a dwelling all who come to the dwelling and all who are in the dwelling are unclean for seven days every vessel also which is open unless there is a lid upon the opening is defiled and whoever touches a man killed in fight or the bones of a man or killed accidentally shall be defiled for seven days you shall consequently take to the defiled person some of the ashes of the fires of sin offerings and put them on living water in a cup and take hyssop and dabble with the water the man who is to be purified and sprinkle it upon the dwelling and over all the furniture and over all the persons who may be there and over the man who has touched the bones or the slain or the dead by accident and sprinkle the purification upon the defiled at the third day and upon the seventh day and make a sin offering for him upon the seventh day and he shall change his clothes and bathe in water when he shall be purified at evening but the man who is defiled and does not offer a sin offering that person shall be excluded from the entry into the holy assembly of the ever-living the defiled not having washed his filth from off him is unclean therefore this shall be a perpetual institution to you and for this reason the filthy shall change their clothes and who touches anything filthy shall be unclean until the evening 
and all that touches him who is unclean shall be unclean and the person he touches shall be unclean until the evening chapter twenty all the congregation of the children of israel afterwards marched to the wilderness of tsin in the first month and settled in kadesh now miriam died there and they buried her there however water was deficient for the nation so they appealed to moses and aaron and the people disputed with moses and complaining they said <laughs> oh that expiring we could die before the lord and why has the lord brought the congregation to this wilderness we and our cattle and why did he bring us up from mitzer to conduct us to this vile place it is not a place of vegetables and figs and cucumbers and pomegranates and there is no water to drink moses and aaron therefore went before the crowd at the opening of the hall of assembly and fell on their faces and the majesty of the ever-living appeared over them then the ever-living spoke to moses commanding take your staff and convoke the parliament you and your brother aaron and command the rock in their sight and it will give them water and bring out water for them from the rock and quench the thirst of the people and their cattle moses therefore took his staff from the presence of the ever-living as he was commanded and moses and aaron addressed the crowd before the rock and said to them listen now you rebels out of this very rock water shall come for you then moses raised his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice and a rush of water came out and quenched the thirst of the people and of their cattle but the ever-living said to moses and aaron because you have not been true to me to consecrate me in the sight of the children of israel you shall not bring this people into the land which i will give them these were the waters of strife where the children of israel strove with the ever-living but he was sanctified at them moses afterwards sent messengers from kadesh to the commander of edom to say thus says your brother israel you know all the labors that we have met how our fathers went down to the mitzrayim and resided in mitzer many days and how the mitzrites ill-treated our fathers but we appealed to the ever-living and he heard our voice and sent a messenger and brought us from among the mitzrites and now we are at kadesh a village at the edge of your borders let us now pass through your country we will not pass through farms and vineyards we will not drink of water from the wells but travel upon the travelling highway we will not delay in our march nor extend to the right or the left when we cross your boundaries but edom replied to them you shall not pass through me or i will advance with a sword and fight you then israel answered i will go up by the mountain road and if i drink water i will buy it and i will give a price for biscuits nothing shall stick to my feet as i pass over but he replied you shall not pass through and edom came out to fight with the people grievously and with a strong hand thus edom refused to give israel a passage through his boundaries so israel turned away from them then the children of israel marched all the nation to the peak of the highlands where the ever-living said to moses and aaron in the highlands on the borders of the land of edom aaron shall be added to his people because he shall not arrive at the land which i will give to the children of israel because you did not exalt my presence at the waters of strife 
Take Aaron and his son Eleazar, and ascend with them the peak of the highlands, where Aaron shall take off his robes, and you shall put them upon Eleazar his son. And afterwards Aaron shall die there. Moses consequently did as the ever-living commanded, and ascended the peak of the highlands in the sight of all the people. Then Moses stripped Aaron of his robes, and clothed Eleazar his son with them, and Aaron died there on the top of the peak. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the peak, and all the people saw the death of Aaron, all the house of Israel, so they wept for Aaron thirty days. Chapter 21 when the Canaanites of the kingdom of Arad, who occupied the south, heard that Israel was coming by the road of the Atharim, they fought with Israel and took some of them prisoners. Then Israel waved a vow to the ever-living, and said, If you will give this people to my hand, then I will destroy their towns. And the ever-living listened to the voice of Israel and gave them the Canaanites. So they destroyed them in their towns, and named the district Destruction. Then they marched from the peak of the highlands towards the Sea of Weeds, and skirted the land of Edom. But the retreat depressed the spirit of the people, so the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up from the Mitzrayim to die in a desert, where there is neither bread nor water, and our spirits depressed by this vile food? The Lord therefore sent to the people inflammatory serpents, who stung the people, and a great number of the people of Israel died. Then the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, because we have spoken against the ever-living and against you. Pray to Jehovah that he may send the serpents away from us. So Moses prayed on account of the people. Then the ever-living said to Moses, Make for yourself a fiery serpent, and put it up as a standard, and it shall be that when any one is stung, he can look upon it and live. Then Moses made a serpent of brass, and set it up as a standard, and when any one was stung by a serpent and looked upon that serpent of brass, he lived. The children of Israel afterwards marched and encamped at Aboth. Then they marched to Aiah on the fords, in the desert which is facing Moab, away from the rising sun. From there they marched and encamped at the brook of Arad, from there they marched and encamped at the ford of Arnon, which is in the desert that extends as a boundary for the Amorites, for the Arnon was the boundary between Moab and the Amorites, as it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord. At Suf he was parched, and the gorges of Arnon, the cliffs that lean down from the dwellings of Ar, and slope to the boundary of Moab, and from there to the well. This is the well where the ever-living said to Moses, let the people rest, and provide them water. Then Israel sang this song. Spring up well to refresh us, dug by rejoicing princes, by the people's chiefs and ruler, a refreshing gift in the desert, and a gift from the rivers of God, from the rivers of God in the hills. From the heights it passed to the valley, to Moab's plain from the peak of Pisgah, and clothed the face of the waste. Then Israel sent ambassadors to Sihon, king of the Amorites, saying, I wish to pass through your country. I will not extend into the farms and vineyards. I will not drink water from the wells, and I will march on the traveler's highway only until I have passed over your boundaries. But Sihon would not allow Israel to pass over his borders, so Sihon collected all his forces and advanced to attack Israel in the desert. 
when he arrived at Yatz, he fought with Israel, but Israel defeated him by the sword, and seized the country from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok from the sons of Ammon, for that is the boundary of the Amorites. The Israelites also captured all the cities, Israel occupied all the villages of the Amorites, with Heshbon and all its villages, for Heshbon was the capital of Sihon the king of the Amorites, for formerly he had a war with the king of Moab, and took the whole of his country from his possession as far as the Arnon. Therefore the poets say, Bring straw to Heshbon, and build a city for Sihon. For a fire coming from Heshbon, a flame from the palace of Sihon, has burnt up Ar of Moab, going up to the cliffs of Arnon. Alas for you, Moab, the people of Chemosh! Your sons are given to flight, and your girls as slaves to Sihon the Amorite king, and the archers destroy from Heshbon to Dibon, and waste from Noph as far as to Midbah. Thus Israel occupied the country of the Amorites. Moses then sent infantry to Aezar, who captured it and its villages, and they drove out the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and ascended by the road from Heshbon, when Og, king of Bashan, advanced to attack them, he and all his forces, in the battle of Adriai. But the ever-living said to Moses, Fear him not, for I will give him into your hand, him and all his people and his country, and you shall do to him as you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who resided in Heshbon. They consequently defeated him and his sons and all his forces, until there was not a detachment left to him, and they seized his country. Chapter 22 Then the children of Israel marched and encamped again at the fords of Moab, at the ford of the torrent opposite Jericho. When Balak the son of Ziphor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, Moab was greatly terrified at the presence of the people, for they were many, and Moab was startled at the sight of the children of Israel. Therefore Moab said to the judges of Midian, Now this crowd is licking up all round about us, like a bullock licks up the grass of the field. So Balak the son of Ziphor, the king of Moab, was terrified. Consequently he sent ambassadors to Balaam the son of Beor, of Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the sons of Ammo, to invite him, saying, a nation has come out from the Mitzrayim and covers the face of the country, and it occupies my borders. So now I pray you to come and curse this people for me, for it is stronger than mine, so that I may be able to defeat and drive it from the country. For I know that whoever you bless is lucky, and whoever you curse is unfortunate. The princes of Moab consequently went with the princes of Midian, with presents in their hands, and came to Balaam, and gave him the message of Balak, and he replied, Stay here tonight, and I will return to you the answer that the ever-living dictates to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. But a divine messenger came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? And Balaam replied, Balak the son of Ziphor, king of Moab, has sent to me. There is a people that has come from Midsar, and it covers the face of the country. Now come, curse it for me, so that I may be able to fight with and drive it away. Then the messenger replied to Balaam, You must not go with them, nor curse this people, for it is blessed. Balaam therefore arose in the morning, and said to the princes of Balak, Return to your own country, for the ever-living refuses to allow me to go with you. So the princes of Moab arose and went to Balak, and said, Balaam refused to come with us. 
however balak proceeded to send again more princes and of higher rank than the former and they came to balaam and said to him balak the son of zephor says thus do not refuse i pray you to come to me for i will honour you very greatly and whatever you demand of me i will do only come i entreat you to curse this people for me but balaam replied and said if balak would give to me his palace full of silver and gold i should not be able to pass beyond the command of the ever-living god to do little or much but yet rest yourselves i beg here to-night and i will learn what the ever-living may say again to me a divine messenger then came to balaam at night and said to him if these men invite you arise go with them but you shall execute the command that i shall command you therefore balaam arose at daybreak and saddled his ass and went with the princes of moab but god was angry because he went and placed a messenger of the ever-living in the path to oppose him as he rode on his ass and the two youths with him and the ass saw the messenger of jehovah stationed in the path with a drawn sword in his hand so the ass turned out of the path and went on to the field but balaam struck the ass to turn her into the path then the messenger of jehovah placed himself in the hollow path of a vineyard with a wall on both sides but the ass saw the messenger of jehovah and she pressed against the wall and squeezed the leg of balaam against the wall and refused to go forward then the messenger of jehovah passed on and stationed himself in a narrow place where there was no room to turn to the right or to the left but the ass saw the messenger of jehovah and crouched down under balaam and balaam was furious and struck the ass with his stick then the ever-living opened the mouth of the ass and she said to balaam what have i done to you that you have struck me these three times but balaam answered the ass because you have vexed me i wish there were a sword handy to me that i might kill you on the spot the ass however replied to balaam am i not your own ass upon whom you have ridden from the day i was yours have i been accustomed to do this to you and he answered no then jehovah opened the eyes of balaam and he also saw the messenger of the ever-living standing in the path with a drawn sword in his hand and he bowed and made reverence before him but the messenger of the ever-living said to him why have you struck your ass these three times i was sent to oppose you for your conduct is perverse before me and the ass saw me and turned from my face these three times if she had not turned away from me i should most certainly have struck and slain you but yet preserved her alive then balaam said to the messenger of jehovah i have sinned but i did not know that you stood to meet me in the path yet now if i am wrong in your sight i will return home the messenger of the ever-living however replied to balaam go with these men but accept the words that i shall command you utter nothing so balaam went with the princes of balak when balak heard that balaam was coming he went out to meet him to ar of moab which is on the banks of the arnon where his border ends and balak said to balaam did i not send to you to invite you why did you not come to me am i not quite able to honour you but balaam answered balak although i have come to you i am not now able to speak a word except what the ever-living puts into my mouth that i must utter then balaam walked with balak and they went into the palace gardens where balak sacrificed an ox and a sheep and sent them to balaam and to the princes who were with him but in the morning balak took balaam 
and ascended the tower of Baal, and showed from there the whole mass of the people. Chapter 23 Then Balaam said to Balak, Build for me here seven altars, and prepare for me here seven bullocks and seven rams. Balak accordingly did as Balaam said, and Balak and Balaam offered up a bullock and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, Stand here by your offerings, and I will go yonder to meet the ever-living to inquire, and whatever he may show me I will report to you. So he went to a cliff, where Balaam met God, and said to him, I have built seven altars, and offered a bullock and a ram on each altar. The ever-living then put a speech into the mouth of Balaam, and said, Return to Balak, and say thus. So he returned to Balak, who stood by his offerings, he and all the princes of Moab, and he there began his poem, and said, From Aram, Balak, Moab's king brought me, from the hills of the east I have come. Curse for me, Jacob, insult for me, Israel. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? How can I insult whom Jehovah insults not? Whom I see from the top of the rocks, and from the hills I survey him, a people dwelling alone, and not mixed up with the nations. Who can number the dust of Jacob? Who can count Israel's increase? Let my life die the death of the righteous. Let my last days be like to his. Then Balak exclaimed to Balaam, What have you done for me? I instructed you to curse my enemies, and yet you have blessed them. But he answered and said, Was it not what the ever-living put into my mouth? I was obliged to speak it. Balak, however, answered him, Come then with me to another place, where you can look and only see a part of the encampment, and not survey the whole, and curse them from there. So he took him to the field of towers at the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars, and offered a bullock and a ram on each altar. Then he said to Balak, Stand here by the offerings, and I will go yonder. And the ever-living met Balaam, and put a speech in his mouth, and said, Return to Balak, and say thus. So he went to him, and found him standing by his offerings, and the princes of Moab with him, and Balak asked him, what does the ever-living command? Then he began his poem, and said, Stand up, Balak, and hear. Listen intently, son of Ziphor. God is not a man to lie, or a son of man to change his purpose. He has said, and will he not do? And spoken, will he not perform? Blessing, he ordered me to bless, and I cannot reverse it. He perceived no fault in Jacob, and saw not in Israel wrong. The living God is with him, and a kingly cheer is his. God brought him up from Mitzer. He is like to a mighty bull. There is no chain for Jacob, for Israel no subjector. In time they will say of Jacob and Israel, What wonders God has done! See the people, how it advances! Like a lion it rears and stands. It lies not down till the prey is devoured, and its thirst is quenched in blood. Balak then exclaimed to Balaam, Alas, cursing you have not cursed, but blessing you have blessed. But Balaam responded and said to Balak, Did I not tell you this, saying, All that the ever-living commands to me I must do? And Balak answered to Balaam, Come now, I will take you to another place. Perhaps it may be right in the eyes of the gods, and they may curse for me from there. So Balak took Balaam to the top of the gorge of Peor, to the cliff opposite the desert. 
There Balaam said to Balak, Build for me here seven altars, and prepare for me seven bullocks and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam told him, and offered a bullock and a ram on each altar. Chapter 24 But Balaam saw that it was good in the eyes of the ever-living to bless Israel. Therefore he went not, as at the other times, to call upon snakes, but turned his face towards the wilderness, and seeing Israel encamped by tribes, and seeing the spirit of the ever-living above them, he began his poem, and said, Balaam the son of Beor says, and the man with opened eyes declares, who heard the speaking God dictate, who saw the almighty life, entranced but yet with opened eyes, how lovely, Jacob, are your halls! What tents are yours, O Israel! They wave like rivers, like watered gardens, like groves the Lord has planted, like cedars beside the brooks. Dewdrops hang from his leaves, and his seed has plenty of water. His king shall be greater than Agag, and his dominions exalted. God brought him from Mitzer. What a mighty bull he is! He devours opposing nations, grinds their bones, and crushes the splinters. He shall couch his paws like a lion, like a tiger, who dare arouse him? Who blesses you, myself will bless, and I will curse your cursor. Balak then became furious with Balaam, and struck his hands together, and Balak exclaimed at Balaam, I invited you to curse my enemy, and yet you have blessed him these three times, so now be off by yourself to your own country. I said I would ennoble you, but, however, the Lord keeps you from honors. Balaam, however, replied to Balak, Did I not also inform the ambassadors whom you sent to me, that if Balak should give me his palace full of silver and gold, I should not be able to pass beyond the command of the ever-living, to do good or bad? Whatever the ever-living commands me, I must speak, and as I am going to my country, I will inform you what this people will do to your people hereafter." Then he began his poem and said, Balaam the son of Beor says, and the man with opened eyes declares, who heard the speaking God proclaims, who knows the intention of the highest, who saw the Almighty in a trance, who fell when his eyes were opened. I shall see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. He brings a star from Jacob, and from Israel wields a staff that breaks the sides of Moab, and destroys his warlike sons and he will seize upon Edom, and possess his enemy Seir. For Israel forms his host, and Jacob's son comes down, and cuts off escape from the fort. Then he turned towards Amalek, and continued his poem, and said, Amalek was the first of the nations, but his posterity shall be destroyed. Next he looked towards the Kenai, and continued his poem, and said, You place and fix your house in the rock, yet the flame shall rage on the wall of your home. And concluding his poem, he exclaimed, Alas, who can stand against God, for he strikes with a crushing hand? Then woe to Asher, and woe to Heber, for they also at last shall fail. Then Balaam arose and went and returned to his own country, and Balak also went away. The End of Chapters 19-24